Welcome to An Unexpected Launch, a series of stories about ordinary people who've navigated extraordinary circumstances. Join us for conversations with women, men, and children involved in mixed orientation marriages or marriage where one spouse is straight and the other is gay. I'm Kirsten, creator of the blog and podcast, An Unexpected Launch. And today I'm speaking with Janine. A few months ago, I first began searching for stories of women and men in my situation, and I didn't find many resources that I could relate to. And that's really what provided the impetus for starting this podcast and blog. And I came across a story about Janine and her ex-husband, Mike, and I instantly related to their story. Janine sounded so much like me and their marriage like Matt and mine. So I got busy on Google trying to find Janine. I ultimately found her on LinkedIn. I sent a request to connect. And honestly, I've sent many LinkedIn connection requests and this one was somewhat unusual and I felt a bit like a stalker. And I wrote to Janine, I read your article with interest and tears. Three years ago, my best friend and husband of 24 years said, I'm gay. Today is the first day I've started reading accounts of women in my situation. Reading your piece was like looking in a mirror. I'd welcome a dialogue if you're interested. Janine responded immediately and led ultimately to us here having a conversation today. So Janine, welcome to an unexpected launch. Well, thank you. I want, I really want to begin by thanking you for connecting and sharing your personal story with me. I've so appreciated getting to know you and hearing your experience and, and your experience with Mike has helped me to continue to process some of the choices that I've made. So Janine, how did you and Mike first meet? Um, we met in junior high school when we were 13 in grade seven. Um, we both went to the same junior high and I wouldn't say it was until high school when he became really good friends with my best friend um, that we started like hanging out in the same circle. And then they, my best friend and Mike lived together in university. Um, and he was dating someone, I was dating someone. And then by Christmas of that year, um, of first year, we both weren't dating anybody. And I kind of said to my friend, I kind of like Mike. And she's like, I can't believe I didn't think about that. That would be perfect. You guys are perfect for each other. And, um, you know, it started out as being friends that started really slow. And, but then once we started dating and we both weren't with other people anymore, it was like, it was like an instant connection. And tell me about the moment that you fell in love. Um, the moment I fell in love was in a restaurant in Montreal where we were both going to university and we just, we closed the place. I think it was my birthday dinner. We'd only been dating for like three months and I remember like everybody else in the restaurant went away. It just, it was just he and I. And then by the end of the night, it actually was just he and I, like they actually had asked us to leave. (laughs) (laughs) We talked and talked and talked and I just remember like just feeling so safe with him and he made me laugh easily and he just, you know, it, it felt very real and felt like a great connection. So you, you go on to get married, um, you, you have three children. Tell me what you loved most about your family. What I loved most about our family was that 
we, even when we had tough times, you know, we always handled things with humor. We, we just, we knew we would get through it. Our foundation was so strong and so great. It felt like we were unbreakable. When we told people that Mike was gay and we'd be separating, like our, our friends burst into tears. They just were like, no, not you, not you guys. Um, we just, we were best friends. We, we cared so much. We respected each other. We trusted each other. We had, you know, three kids, young kids, and we knew it was tough, but, you know, we handled the majority of, of our tough times with, with laughter and, and together and always seemed to weather the storm except for this. Well, and as I, I know that one, you know, one of the things that really it drew me into your story is, is how you and Mike parented um, and navigated after he, he came out as gay. And I, I, what really resonated with me was that strong foundation and that partnership. And really that's what led you to being able to handle that period with such grace had you not had that deep friendship. And I think that's what sometimes is so complicated with these mixed orientation marriages is you have individuals who are best friends. And so it becomes very intertwined and complicated to unravel. Intertwined is, you know, the best way to describe it. I remember talking to his sister one night. There was a, t a period of time where we were still living together, but we were, like, Mike was looking for an apartment. And I remember his sister saying, you guys are going to have to so carefully unweave each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's why it, we did it so slowly, was because neither one of us were, like, could totally just rip the band-aid. Mm -hmm. We needed not only for our kids and to co-parent, but also for ourselves. You know, there were often times, even though Mike was starting a new relationship, which was really tough, um, you know, there was still, you know, so much of me that needed to be removed from him and so much of him that needed to be removed from me. And we needed to do it that slowly and that carefully. Yeah, I think when you've been been married as long as you were and had such a strong relationship as you did, um, you know, I felt very much the same way. And my identity was completely wrapped up in being Matt's wife and the mother of three children in this, fa in this family of five. And that was one of the things that was so challenging for me was to figure out who I was outside of this marriage and this traditional family. And uh, one of the things that's taken me a very long time to, to discover. Yeah, no, definitely. And especially, you know, in those last few years when so much of my energy and so much of my, my time and my thoughts were, you know, helping Mike discover and I guess ultimately accept that he was gay. Mm -hmm. And I just put myself so, and I didn't realize it until after he moved out and I'd had a couple of months sort of not worrying about him on his phone or, you know, when is he going to meet, you know, Brad next or, or whatever. Like it was, it, it actually felt like a weight lifted off in some, 
and I was like, okay, now it's time for me to start putting me first. You don't realize what a heavy burden that is when you're carrying that. Um, yeah. It's until, until you've released it. So I know your situation is a little bit different than mine in that two years before Mike came out as gay, he shared with you that he was attracted to men. And in so many of the conversations that I've had with, with individuals in our situation, we ignore our intuition. Prior to his disclosure that he was attracted to men, did you have any suspicions about that? Um, I did, but whenever I mentioned it to him, there was always a, like a reason or, you know, there was, like, that's part of this is that there was a reason for something <sighs> that I, you know, had felt. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, I'm not going to go into those particular details. Um, but something did come up and I was like, okay, now I kind of got it. I need to know what's going on. Mm. And that's when, you know, he said, I'm, I'm having like, I'm feeling attracted towards men, but he still described it as like women 60% and like men 40%. But then towards the end, he was like, it's basically you and all men. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) What to do with that? Really? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, and I I think that this is sort of this, this process that, that you, you have these, you have these feelings or you find little things and you bring it up and there's always a reason to explain it away. And because we love this person so much, we're so happy to accept their reasoning and, and, and dismiss our, our intuition. So when he admitted to you that he was attracted to men, you know, it was two years before he came out. How did you, how did you navigate that emotionally? Um, we thankfully had an amazing counselor. I mean, I, I thought that was it for me back then. Everything was so black and white. I wanted monogamy. You know, he couldn't handle monogamy. Like for me, it was, there was no gray area. I see now and over the last four years, like how much I've learned. I mean, I've always been a really tolerant person. I've never, you know, shut down to anything new but just for me I was like I know in in, like for me marriage means one person for the rest of your life and um when you know he first told me that he was attracted to men and that you know he didn't want to lose me that he wanted to remain married to me that I was the love of his life I was like well how does this work so we went to a therapist and she basically said you know, you have two choices. Basically, what I'm hearing is Mike needs to explore this. And Janine, you need monogamy. So she's like, this isn't going to work. So I thought to myself, okay, what do I have to lose? Either I go down this path of exploration with him and we end up getting separated or not, or we just separate right now. And both options seemed kind of scary. But honestly, going with him on this journey seemed like the less scary option at the time. 
I have to tell you that I mean the strength that you had to do that, but I under but I so understand your dilemma. Um, you you want to do anything and everything that you can to to maintain the relationship if you feel that there's any any opportunity to do so. Of course, and he had said he wasn't like he wasn't saying this is it for us. This is over. I don't like you. I don't love you. Like he was like I am crazy about you. Mm. And there's this part of me that is starting to bubble up and I don't know what it means. And I need you. Like, I I want to continue life with you. I love our family. He was such a family guy still is. Um, and I, you know, I, I think he was really worried about losing me and everyone and everything. If, you know, and I think those two years showed both of us that, no matter what, no one was going to lose anything. That's that's absolutely incredible, and and um, I think that you know what a gift that he was so honest with you, and and what a gift that you were so supportive of him. So describe the moment that Mike came came out as gay to you. Um, it was the first second weekend in September it was after the first week of the kids back to school um I just started a new sort of side like a part-time job in addition to my full-time job and we had um nine or ten nine-year-olds coming over for my daughter's book club in 15 minutes the kids were clearing the table morning rush hey like get ready kids are going to be here and the kids had gone to the kitchen to the third plates and he just looked across the table from me and he was like, I'm gay. And I, I don't, I, I literally, I don't even know if word came out of my mouth. Um, I just, my whole mind went blank. I feel like he'd maybe tried to have those, that conversation with me a couple of times that week, but couldn't get the words out. And I don't know what it was about that particular moment. I maybe should go back and ask him that. <laughs> there are certain things that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to let that one stay where it was. Um, I haven't gone back and asked, but um, maybe I should go back and ask him that. But why that, that particular time? But yeah, anyway, the next hour or two, we had kids for book club. Um, and then, you know, just really trying to keep ourselves busy with our routine. That that was about it. It was a Saturday, so, you know, it was the beginning of the weekend at home with the family, which probably um, was a, a good thing and also not a good thing because it's sort of just a reminder of what, you know, we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So you had spent the, the two years prior thinking gosh, maybe there's going to be a chance this can work out for us. He tells you he's gay. So what do you feel in that moment? That was like the final. That that was the, that was the final. Like, that meant to me that that was the beginning of our end, the death of our marriage, and the beginning of our lifelong friendship and co-parenting. Yeah, it's funny. I I remember, like you, I don't remember what I said to Matt, but I remember how I felt. And I, I remember feeling, oh, my God, this is all over. 
in in this moment, my life has completely ended as I know it. <laughs> yeah, it um, definitely felt really numb. It was a really different experience from the two years before when we were out on the back porch when our kids were inside having a nap, when he was telling me that he was attracted to men. I felt like my whole world that I knew and was like, had made sense and I had everything in, you know, a specific order, mm -hmm. just been slipped. Did not feel that way about the I'm, I'm gay statement. That felt like death. That was the end. Yeah. So it's interesting, those two different reactions. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what did you fear most after, after he told you he was gay? I honestly, telling the kids, um, telling friends and family, um, and wondering, you know, like if I'd ever find love like that again, that was my, that was one of, I knew my kids would be okay. Honestly, it was like, what about me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Am I ever going to find someone that I love as deeply as I love Mike? And will I ever find anyone who loved me as deeply as he loved me? So I guess that was one of my concerns. Yeah, I think that's such, such a common reaction. Um, I think you're, you're not alone in that. So how did you tell your children? Um, our eldest was away at a camp for the weekend and we decided that, um, we tell the littles really plain language, you know, you know how mommy and daddy always tell you that boys can like boys and girls can like girls. And they were like, yeah, and we said, well, you know, daddy's discovered that he likes boys and mommy's okay with that. And they were like, okay. And we said, you know, because of that, dad is going to have to look for a new apartment and, you know, we're going to help dad. And, you know, it was just really important messaging that we tell them that I was, I'm okay with this. You know, like this is a new, our, our family's going to change and things are going to look a little different, but we're going to be okay. And dad gets to, you know, live his truth. And ultimately, that's really important. And did they have any questions about that? Or what was their response? I honestly, they didn't have too, too many questions about it. Um, and I mean, we were, you know, Mike and I both went together to look at apartments. We helped set up his furniture. Like the kids and I like were there with Allen keys, you know, putting his bed together. So we may try to make it seem like this was, like, obviously it was sad and it was, you know, changing for them, but it wasn't happening behind their, like, you know, behind their backs or like we were trying to involve them as much as we possibly could. Um, the littles didn't really understand it, I think, too, too much until Mike actually moved out. And they were like, you know, where's dad? And I'm like, oh, well, he's up the apartment that we helped set up. For Grace, she was a little bit older. And when we told her after the weekend that she got home, she was con really confused. You know, like, Mike and I didn't fight a lot. You know, we, we laughed a lot. We were, you know, very affectionate. 
we always did things together. Um, so I think she was really confused. Um, but you know, she knew in what I kept telling her was that, you know, dad, this is something that, you know, someone doesn't just decide this, you know, dad, dad just discovered this about himself and, you know, we have to support him. And as much as, you know, we need support. You know, it, it, your story, again, there's so many similarities, you know, I I think in some senses this came so out of the blue for our children, because like you and Mike, Matt and I didn't really fight. I mean, we, and we did everything together. We, we were each other's best friends. We, we were such partners and our children saw that and we were very, you know, the fact that. Matt is gay aside, we had a fantastic marriage. And I think that, like you, what I wanted my children to know was that I loved Matt and I was behind him 100% and how proud I was of him for being brave enough to come out and for living his truth. And I wanted my children, you know, Matt's always from day one been an amazing father. And I didn't want that to change. I didn't want them to feel any apprehension or worry about how I felt. I just, I wanted their relationship with Matt to remain as strong as it was and actually get even stronger. And um, that was something that was also very important to me that my children knew how much I supported Matt throughout this. And as hard as it was for me and as, as, you know, as sad as I was for myself, I was equally as proud of Matt for coming out and happy that he was living his truth. And I wanted my children to see that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, when we told people some people were like, I don't know, just say congratulations or like how brave you are, but also this is really sad. Like it was really, people didn't really know how to react. And, <laughs> you know, when, when they were like congratulating Mike, I was like, Oh, like, I feel like I'm going to be sick. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I understand that it, you know, what they did and what they had gone through, I wouldn't wish upon my enemy. Like I saw the the turmoil and the anguish that you know this caused Mike, um, and I didn't want him to go through that anymore. So, and it was really brave him coming out. He could have not. Yeah. He could have stayed in the closet and you know fought it and been miserable. And, you know, therefore us probably at some point, like becoming miserable. So, you know, it's very, it is brave, but it was, it was tough. People were sad and and feeling, you know, congratulatory at the same time. And it was, it was really strange. Well, and that's where these, (laughs) that's where this all gets so complex. There's, it's just, there's so many emotions and, and feelings wrapped up into a single situation that it's really difficult to to navigate. It is. Uh, so I read in your story uh, that you helped 
Mike draft his ad for a dating site. <laughs> and, you know, we go to the ends of the earth for those who we love. And I know that you did this out of your love for him. And I, I have to say, I don't know if I could have done that. So tell me how how that felt, helping Mike write that ad. Well, we were sitting on our front porch summertime. Um, his relationship with his exploration partner was coming to an end or had ended. Um, and he was really bummed. And I said, you know, hey, like, pick up our socks here. Like, what, what, what do we have to do? And like, let's, you know, let's look for somebody new. And he was really nervous. Um, and I just, we got a bottle of wine, went to the front porch and just talked about the things that were like important, you know, that, that they know that he was married, that this wasn't um, for a relationship, like, a, like he wasn't looking for a boyfriend. He was looking for a friend to explore with. So, you know, we, and obviously the person needed to be safe and, everything needed to be above board. Like the other person couldn't be married and not telling their wife. Mm -hmm. So we just talked about, you know, how, what that was going to look like. And he did post. <laughs> he, was, he was quite um, scared off by some of the responses. So it's, it's complex for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I know that after he came out, there was a, a period of time where you were getting both, you know, his apartment setting set up. And how did you navigate those first few months after he came out? Um, navigated. He spent a lot of time here with us still. He was here like Monday to Friday pretty much Monday to Friday. He would come at 6.30 in the morning. He would help with lunches, get the kids off to school. He'd come after school, after work, help with dinner, sit down, like we'd all have dinner together. Um, he would then obviously go home to his apartment um, for sleeping. And there were a few times where I was like, you know, I don't really feel like I'm getting enough time away so what started happening was like every other weekend I'd move out to his apartment and he'd move into the house so we really tried to keep things like kind of calm and similar routine for the kids um like they didn't have to pack and move somewhere or like they just they stayed here for the first year and a bit um, it wasn't until he got his house in November 2017 that the kids started going back and forth. What a gift for you to be able, you know, there, I, I, I've heard some scenarios where once the spouse comes out as gay, that there's a little bit of a period where they disconnect from the family as they're exploring their new reality and, you know, what a gift for that you and Mike provided to your children in in that stability and and showing them, modeling for them that you you are still a family. You look a little bit differently, 
but you're still a family and that and that won't change and i think that's so important especially your children were a little bit younger than than mine were when when matt and i split and it's just it's so important to maintain that sense of family because they've lost so much else um Mm -hmm. that i think that's really important so i mean you just Throughout this entire process, from the two years before he came out uh, to to coming out, your strength is something that is so inspiring to me. What what do you attribute that strength to, and what was the inspiration that kept you moving forward with such grace? My kids, I, like, and my friendship with Mike, and and you know his family, my family, you know, like it was so important to me that we leave as much intact as possible. Um, you know, I still go and spend, I go stay with his family, like with his mom and dad, I'm still invited for Thanksgiving and Easter and birthdays. And, you know, like Mike didn't do anything to me. He discovered something later in life and he didn't do this to me. So there was no reason for me not to be friends with his family or, and, and and that was really important to me. That's where my strength came from. You know, initially when, when Matt came out, um, I disconnected from all, anybody who was sort of quote unquote, his friend or his family And I did that because it was so painful and I was so envious of people who were spending time with Matt when I wasn't. But I realized that this was an incredible gap in my life and such a loss. And and it it took me a couple of years, but I ended up reconnecting with his family. And that has been something that's been so important to me because I thought, gosh, you know what? I, I don't have to lose Matt's family just because Matt and I aren't married doesn't mean that I can't be a part of his family still. And he and his mom, um, we have developed a friendship that's even stronger than when we were, you know, quote unquote, mother and daughter-in-law. And to me, that's been a gift that that I still am part of Matt's family. And, and he is as, as well with mine. And that that's incredibly important to me. And it's great for our children as well. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I came from a really small family, and Mike's family, um, like my dad lives in the States. I don't see him very often. And, um, you know, Mike's dad was super available for me emotionally all the time. And I, and so was his mom, helped so much when the kids were younger. Um, and I just, I didn't want to, there was no reason to lose that. And, mm-hmm. and having them surround us and his sisters too, like, and, and brother. Um, just really, really helped as well. What would you say the most challenging part of of this process or your journey has been? The most challenging part, I think the hardest part was knowing that there was someone else for him. You know, like really... Like, he was gay, but he had these feelings for the person that he was exploring with, and 
when there wasn't supposed to be feelings involved. But those two, you can't separate them out. And in the end, he's gay and that's what it is. But the hardest part for me was that I felt really lonely. I felt like he had was starting this new, exciting gay life and I was sort of left with the old crumbling <laughs> life to pick up the pieces a little bit. But, you know, now obviously... I don't feel that way. And I get along with his partner really well. And it was the same person the whole time. Um, so we all, it was Mike's birthday last week and my partner and Mike and his partner, we started the night here with drinks and then we all went out and met our friends for dinner and we took an Uber home together at the end of the night because Mike only lives like two blocks away from, from me. So, I mean... I'm over all of that now, but at the time, the hardest part for me was that he was starting this new, exciting relationship right out of the gate, whereas, like, my heart felt like it was broken. And But then I realized really quickly that, you know, I needed to, I needed to move on, too. So. What's the biggest gift that you've drawn from this entire experience? Biggest gift. Um, The people that I've met in this journey, um, how, you know, much I realize this needs to be talked about in today's world. Um, It's been probably the biggest gift. You know, I, when I wrote that article, having all those women, you know, say that something that I wrote touched them because of something they were going through or, you know, made them feel a little bit better for that one moment or that. And, and having our family still, you know, be able to all be together in the same room and, we can still share laughs and that my kids don't think, you know, that it's weird if Mike and Brad come over and hang out, you know, like other people are like, really, you're entertaining your ex and his new partner at your house for your daughter's birthday. I'm like, yeah, his family's going to be there. My family's going to be there. You know, like if anyone had told me that that was going to be the way that was going to happen like 10 years ago, (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought they were crazy. Um, but how much I learned about myself and family and love in the last five years it is probably the biggest gift. Is there anything that you would have done differently? I don't think so. I don't think there was anything I would have done differently. I don't think I, I, I could have done anything differently. I feel like we explored any available opportunity or resource, which seems like not very much at the time, which is why I'm really glad you're doing this. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think I would have done anything differently. I wish there was more available and hopefully that will change. Well, you know, it's through people like yourself who are, are being so open and willing to have conversations that I feel very 
blessed to be able to be sharing these stories and and you know like you I just I didn't feel that there were resources that I could relate to and so I'm so grateful for people who are opening up because it's through hearing those stories of others and and you know reading your your story it gave me such hope and that's what I'm 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 hopeful that this is going to do for for others um is there anything that that we haven't talked about today that you would like people to know about? Um, I don't think so. I mean, maybe the only thing that I would say is to someone who's going through this same thing is that what worked for me might not work for them or what worked for you might not work for somebody else, you know, like it's really what you're comfortable with. And, um, it's, you know, everybody's journey is, different there's no right way or wrong way you know some people end up staying together and some people don't you know everybody's journey and path is different yeah I couldn't couldn't agree more I I was talking with somebody who's in our situation and and in the very early stages and was getting a lot of advice and I'm using air quotes um, (laughs) from people and I said to this individual I said there's nobody inside of your relationship but you and your spouse and this is a very complex situation that nobody understands and you need to do what feels right for you in that moment and what feels right today might feel different tomorrow um, but to honor how how you're feeling and, and move forward, not worrying about what others think because there's, there's just so much complexity in, in these situations and, and there's nothing to rush. Um, take it step by step and day by day um, because you're right. Every single person's situation is very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Mike and I didn't tell anybody. We, you know, for a year and a half, um, we didn't tell anybody what we were doing or what was going on. I was so not needing people to judge or weigh in or, you know, like it was hard enough as it was that if I'd had other people like providing their opinions or what I should do would have just probably broken me. <laughs> yeah. Janine, thank you so much for for talking with me today. The love that you have for Mike and your family and the grace that you displayed throughout the entire process and you continue to display is really what drew me to your story and ultimately to speaking with you today. And it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. And I know that others are going to benefit from hearing your journey. Oh, well, thank you. And I've really enjoyed um, connecting with you as well. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share an unexpected launch with a friend. Aidan Duncan produced this episode and composed the music.